Only for a second or two, the crowd went absolutely quiet when we all realized that Russia was out. The World Cup carries on, but without the host. And as you hear now, the crowd still chanting and cheering. And as we spoke with the fans who live in the Fan Fest, they still feel proud for their country. Of course, uh, it's a great, great match. I think, I think it's, they played insane and uh, so great, I think. Russia is a very great country. Russia, вперед! I'm proud in my, my country, my Russia. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Very bad. You, I, I think you understand me. How bad? So big emotions. Uh, so this the most happiness for us, really. I don't know what to say because we're so happy. We're so happy for our country, for our uh, footballers. It's great. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, правда, Russia fans are sad today. Their team, their golden run has finally come to an end. Russia knocked out at the hands of Croatia in one of two extravagant semifinals this morning. Kate Gill, welcome to the SBS the World Game Podcast. Good to have you with us. Oh, great to be here. I'm getting quite used to sitting in an SBS studio. I know. Jordan Canellis with you, filling in for uh, for the remainder of the, the World Cup. Christoph Mal. I don't have Christoph's lovely French accent. <laughs> Neither me nor Steve Pierce have it, so I'm going to have to Well, I don't have do. Steve's English accent, so that's okay. <laughs> we can just ad lib. Um, the SBS World Game Podcast. Good to have you with us. Uh, remember, you can stream, download or subscribe to our podcast through the website at uh, theworldgame.sbs.com.au. Two big quarterfinals to talk about, Kate Gill. We finally know who the final four are, and it was the last game of the two quarterfinals from this morning, which was probably the most exciting. It had the, the best conclusion, I would think. Two extra time goals, a penalty shootout, uh, another incredible um, goalkeeping performance from both Daniel Subasic from Croatia and Igor Akinfeyev from Russia after what they put on in the round of 16 and it gave us a thrilling end to that, to that quarterfinal match. I don't think you could write a better script. I mean, if you're not a football fan after that game or we haven't converted you, I don't know what else is going to do that. It was just phenomenal. It was relentless from the get-go. And then Croatia for me were good in some parts, woeful in others, still not really putting together a complete game, but Russia, they just took it to them. They just kept going, kept running. I'd never seen them work so hard. And unfortunately, they fell at the final hurdle, but they kept coming back. It was one sucker punch after the other. It was one all after the 90 minutes. Denis Cheryshev scored in the 31st minute. Andrei Kramaric in the 39th minute. So Russia had the lead for all of eight minutes uh, in uh, in normal time, the 90 minutes. The first goal, Denis Cheryshev, that was Superb. It'll probably go down as one of the best goals of the tournament, probably up there for, for the best goal of the tournament. Oh, I think for, for a couple of reasons, really, for me, it was just a fluid goal. It was great movement. The the little one-two that he played off him and then it just sat up and it was all in motion for him and he's hit it. It's one of those ones, you know, as soon as it's come off your boot, it's it's going top corner and mm. then you get to go and celebrate it for all it's worth. Yeah. Uh, Andre Kramerich, he uh, got the, uh, the little header. Nifty little header from about six yards past um, Igor Akinfeyev. It was really the first time that Croatia had gotten in behind the Russian defence. It was just a lapse of concentration from from Mario Fernandez, the right back of Russia. Mandzukic got in behind. He'd been drifting around the final third all day. 
and then it was a smart ball to find Kramerich, who just knocked it past the keeper. Yeah, Mandzukic had done well. I think he was getting quite frustrated just sitting centrally because the two centre-backs were doing just a great job of just keeping him in bay and keeping him in close check. And it was the first time he decided to, to drift out a bit wide, and it was um, space, and he ran into space. And he's he's made a, he's actually played a great ball in for the boy to get his head on. But what he's done really well is that run. He's run between the two defenders. So they weren't sure who had him, who didn't have him. And the glancing header that he managed to get on the end of, it was it was a really fluid kind of sweet move by Croatia. And the second half kind of petered out a little bit. I think from about the 65th, 70th minute, we sort of realised we are going to go to extra time. And then extra time exploded. Um, Croatia had players dropping off everywhere. Mario Mandzukic was pretty much spent. Simo Vasiko just stopped and had to be subbed off. Daniel Subasic was the incredible one. So the goalkeeper of Croatia looked like he had pulled his hamstring. And we thought this was in uh, in regular time. We thought he was going to get subbed off in extra time when the extra substitute comes in. Ends up playing out the whole game. Is the Ends up being the, the hero in the penalty shootout as well. Um, they, were, they were done. They were absolutely cooked, Croatia. But they, I don't know, they somehow outlasted. And, and extra time became lively again with Russia as well. Yeah, it did both teams. It's like they both got their second win, which mm. is is bound to happen when when it's all on the line and you've got you got another half an hour to play under your belt to to get that result. Croatia looked the more livelier, got the lead early, but mm-hmm. then couldn't hang on to it. The the set piece and the delivery for the Fernandez header was yeah. that was something else. And to do it with with two or three minutes remaining on the clock, that I think that really knocked the sails out of Croatia. And then it was just let's hang on for dear life and see how we go in penalties. So veteran Chorluka had the I think it was the decisive touch. I reckon they're still going to argue about this for a little while. It was a bit dubious. So Domagoj Vida, the uh, the blonde haired ponytailed centre back, ran away in celebration, had his shirt taken off, and then it was Mario Fernandez, the, the naturalised. Brazilian who uh, who got the header past um, and that the Sochi stadium just went absolutely nuts when Fernandez scored that goal. Yeah, and, and that's what they live for. I mean, it had been great atmosphere the whole game because the game had been ebbing and flowing and and for Russia to peg it back just just with so little remaining and and to do it in that kind of style, the delivery, the execution from the delivery, the the header itself, like he rose above that and it was a it wasn't much of a glancing header. He knew what he was doing. Fernandez got up there and he's directed it into the corner and there was no chance that was being saved. Let's talk about the other game, Sweden and England. Is it coming home, Kate Gill? Uh, I don't Is know if it's prematurely. Are they just playing that a, a bit too early? I'd, I'd want to get past the semi-final before we start pumping that out, but it, it very much well could be. I have no, I have no relations to England. That's all <laughs> Steve Pearce. We'll leave that with him. Um, but I, I have been a little bit swept up in it. I think they went. I think they definitely celebrated a bit too early after round of sixteen. I yeah. know they were high on life after they got finally their first penalty shootout. Well, that's what England. they were definitely celebrating. Yeah. The, the, the hoodoo had been lifted, so that was cause for celebration. And uh, and this game, 2-0 against Sweden. Harry Maguire in the 30th minute, Deli Alley in the 59th minute, both from headers, and uh, and Harry Maguire um, from a set-piece, another set-piece goal for England. They, it's just working for them. Oh, it is, and, and why not? If that's what's happening, that's happening. They can play for it. It becomes tactical for them, and... For me, this English performance tonight against the Swedes, while the Swedes I don't think were at their best, so didn't put their best foot forward, and I don't think England were particularly challenged in that game to any degree, but for me to actually say that there was one standout English player, I couldn't. I thought yeah. a lot of them had, had very, very good games, and that's pleasing to see. 
Sweden, as you said, they just didn't really have much in attack as soon as they went behind. And really, to be frank, they just kind of lacked a little bit. Yeah, they actually offered nothing. I don't remember one stage when I was thinking, oh, hang on, maybe they could do something here. I mean, Foshbeck for me really didn't do anything. He was getting frustrated out wide because he wasn't on the ball. And that's been the story of their World Cup. They've been really rigid, really structured, cohesive in defence. They keep things really narrow. So they want to swamp the midfield, have it all in blocks and make it, hang on, we'll sit back and you try and break us down and you try and score. We're not going to offer anything, but just come at us. And it didn't work for them. England just were just were too good, and they managed. If that once they got the ball out wide and they stretched them a little bit, then it was on for all money. Now we may may have moved the uh, the podcast from Red Square to Fed Square back in Australia, but we've still got people. I like on, that. Well played. We've still got people on the ground over in Russia. Olga Kapova is over there for us in Moscow, and she caught up with a couple of British fans after they got the job done against Sweden. semi-finals since 1990 that's amazing and what's more amazing you know of all 15 million people who live in Moscow and all these people who came here to FunFest I see a familiar face my former colleague James uh, yeah I had to uh, come down to the FunFest today because it's gonna be my last chance I'm a friend of mine has unfortunately booked a wedding on Friday the 13th I don't think she realized that England might go that far but I've got to fly home next week so yeah this is my last time for a bit of atmosphere and wow, hasn't it been worth it? Wonderful performance. James, I see you have both flagged Russia and England. So what's it all about? Well, I have been here for a very long time. Uh, my wife is Russian. My little boy is half English and half Russian. God, it's very, it's very difficult being an England fan. We tend to lose a lot in the knockout stages and in, in the semi-finals, sometimes in the group. This is our best chance for as long as I can ever remember being a football fan. So who knows now? Anything is possible. James, what's the general feeling shared amongst the uh, English citizens living in Russia in terms of the football? Um, I haven't spoken to too many people, but I think that in this state where nobody really believed that England were going to go anywhere, this is a wonderful surprise that we've got to the semi-finals. That was not expected. And to see the team playing well, to see them gelling as a unit with no, with no kind of uh, massive egos in them, that makes a huge difference. These look like people who want to play for each other, and that is very important in a team. You don't need to be a team full of heroes, but you do need to be a team. And I think that is what is bringing people maybe on board with, with England now. They can do it. I think, you know, you see all the memes on the internet. It's coming home. I believe it. It's coming home. It might be coming home indeed. They've still got a little way to go, though. A semi-final against Croatia in St. Petersburg. And then after that, then we'll see how far England can go in the final against either France or Belgium. We'll take a quick break here on the World Game podcast. We'll come back on the other side of this. And there are still some Aussies hanging around in Russia. We'll hear from them on the other side of this. Don't miss a moment of the 2018 FIFA World Cup with SBS Radio. Hear the passion with every match in multiple languages. All live and free on SBS Radio and the 2018 FIFA World Cup app. Download now. This is the World Game Podcast. Welcome back. Jordan Canellis and Kate Gill with you. Uh, Olga Klepova is over there. There are still some Aussies hanging around in Russia and she managed to scout them out and have a chat to them. So, Socceroos fans, hello. Hey. Oh, my God, SBS. Hey. Oh, my God, SBS. Hey. <laughs> 
have you seen much around, have you travelled much? Uh, yeah, we've been to St. Petersburg, Samara, Kazan, uh, Nizhny Novgorod, um, Ulyanovsk, Sochi. Uh, Sochi as well, yes. Been to all Socceroos games? Uh, we've been to all the Socceroos games and a few other knockout games as well. So we've actually seen France three times, but yeah, I want them to lose every time, but they <laughs> keep winning. What's the biggest impression of Russia? I think just the people in general, just the way they've been helping us out, um, you know, taking photos of us and Aussie flags and everything. They've really thrived on the World Cup in general, so I'm actually got a huge impression with Russia. Was Socceroos performance a bit of upset or you were prepared for that? Before the tournament it's probably what we expected but we got a little bit excited thinking we weren't that terrible after the first game but to be honest it's probably what you would have it would have banked on at the start anyway. So how long are you staying here for? Uh, I'm here for two more weeks the other guys uh, might be leaving a little bit sooner but I'm uh, actually just splashed out a lot of money to go to both semi-finals which I wasn't expecting and then I've got to try and hike Mount Elbrus around the time of the World Cup final as well. So it's all happening. <laughs> but I've been travelling with uh, the Green and Gold Army first and foremost. They've been amazing, uh, especially in the, uh, the group stage after we were knocked out. It's still been so much fun. Uh, and yeah, it's, um, it's been, been an incredible experience for us all. I would love to add uh, one more female voice in this podcast. <laughs> What's your impressions of this country? Oh, I agree with him. Everybody's been really, really helpful. You're looking at maps in the street and they come up and ask whether you need help. And they're actually going out of their way to speak English to everybody and actually apologising because they can't speak English. And, it's, and they say that it's their fault. So in Australia we have this perception that Russia is the wild country. What do you think now? Yeah, I don't think so. No, it's nothing like we've, we've heard. So no bears on the streets? No, no bears. <laughs> no wolves. <laughs> Lots of beautiful people, honestly. It's just been, it's been fabulous. And, you know, I just want to tell everyone in Australia, come out to Russia because it is so much fun. It's great. The World Game Podcasts, you can uh, download or stream the podcast or subscribe to it as well on theworldgame.sbs.com.au. Jordan Canellis and uh, former Matildas striker and captain Kate Gill with you. Kate, let's have a look ahead to the two semifinals. We've got France and Belgium on Wednesday at 4am, England and Croatia on Thursday at 4am, so it's going to be a pretty late one. It has been a late World Cup, but these uh, are especially late with no game before it. Oh, we're used to it. We're not used oh, to normal time now. I, I'm living on Russian time. Yeah, time, yeah. Might as well be there. <laughs> uh, I wish I was. Um, <laughs> France and Belgium, this is going to be a, this is going to be exciting. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this one. This one is, is this is the semi. Of all semis, yeah. this, is, this is the yeah. one to watch. These teams are just phenomenal. I mean, Belgium have been fantastic. They've been the pick so far. Lukaku, it's like he's a, a rejuvenated. He's a he's a brand new player. I mean, he's a youngster still, but yeah. he's just been amazing. He's really bossed it in midfield and just the way he runs with so much pace and so much aggression and he's finishing and getting on the end of things. And I mean, Hazard and De Bruyne, when you've got players like that offering you the service that he gets, it's, it's something different. And for me, Fellaini. Yeah. He'd gone really quiet, and it's been a bit of a masterstroke actually deploying him in Bra- against Brazil. He was he was good, so it was good to see him back. No, you're right. It was it was fantastic. The changes were great from Martinez. He got his tactics right, and now I'm sure he's going to put together a pretty good plan to take on France, who are equally as fast. Uh, the other semi final, England taking on Croatia. 
Um, this is this is a big match now. I don't know if it's going to be. It's probably not going to be the same. Well, I could be wrong. The blockbuster. Yeah, it's not going to be the 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 end to end blockbuster that we'll uh, probably see with France and Belgium. But it's still going to be a good game because these teams can score goals. Uh, we know that they've got quality all around the park. England are, are proving themselves now. These young guys that we've seen in the Premier League, they're now doing it together as a national team. It's going to be. I reckon it's going to be a very tactical game. This one. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to be a big battle of the midfields. To mm. be completely honest, I think the the class that's in midfield on both accounts. It's just going to be whoever can win that, and whoever's got the creativity and the flair, and can then link up with the forwards and, and bring their strikers into the fray. Then that's going to win the game. Which defence gets up? Because I've been impressed with the back three from England. Me too. Me too. Stone and Maguire have been fantastic, and they do play a three, so it's interesting. And for me, out wide, England have been good. Trippier for me has been fantastic mm-hmm. as well. So yep. they've got they've got versatility. I think they've got more going for them than Croatia. But then Croatia's individual talent, like if Rakitic, if Modric, if they're on their game, that's something else. Can I throw a curly one at you? Oh, I know, no. I know yeah, you, go on. <laughs> I know you played at the other end of the field, but there's been a little talk, I think, of the goalkeepers in this tournament. Are we going to see the Golden Glove for the best goalkeeper awarded to either Hugo Lloris, Thibaut Courtois, Daniel Subasic, or uh, or Jordan Pickford, who are the four remaining goalkeepers? Oh, I don't know where to start with that. I told you it was a curly yeah, one. Yeah, it was a curly one. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, they could potentially win the World Cup for their country. Mm. It's it's the battle of the keepers in a way. You do need a good keeper, and if you look at all all the big teams that we've seen bow, bow out, their keepers have been really poor. Germany, yeah. Spain, they haven't really offered anything. They haven't kept them in games. They haven't made big saves that have kept them in games, and all those four keepers have. I mean, Kutawa for me was is the one he tipped Neymar over the post. That was that was going yeah. in for all money, and then Lorenz, the the save he made. Uh, towards the end of the game as well. Like, they're big moments in the game, key moments that change the game. All right, Kate. It's been good having you on the podcast. We'll, it's been uh, a pleasure always. We'll, See uh, how I danced around that question? I wasn't actually <laughs> going to answer it for you. I know, I know. Uh, we'll hear from you again very soon on uh, SBS Radio and I'm sure on the podcast in the next couple of days. Thank you again. No, thank you. Looking forward to it. So the two semifinals coming up in the World Cup, France and Belgium. That's from Wednesday at 4am. You can catch the coverage on SBS Radio from 3.30 and on TV from 3. And uh, that will be uh, called on SBS Radio uh, live. And England and uh, Croatia, the other semi-final on Thursday. Again, on TV, radio and all other devices. Don't forget to head to theworldgame.sbs.com.au for all the latest news, videos and all the episodes of this podcast, which you can stream, download or subscribe through theworldgame.sbs.com.au. Jordan Canella signing off. Steve Pearce and Clint Bolton will be on your airwaves a little bit later on. I'll be back again on SBS Radio. Pleasure having you with us. Semi-finals coming up. This has been the World Game Podcast.